There. Now it's recording. <laughs> oh, good God. You're starting <laughs> off with a yawn. <laughs> I was getting it out of the way. Jesus. Yeah, well, we knew this was going to be an issue. Yeah, it's like afternoon and <laughs> I am, yeah, I've been working really hard all day on my business. And, you have been. And so now I've got the yawns. But we just found out that Sid and Asher are going to be gone for a while. So, so we're, we're like, like Ooh, we should record a podcast. <laughs> yeah. So let's get right to the wine. Okay. Because we're doing wine today. Yeah. This is a, a fun Spanish wine. That we found. I won't even try to pronounce all of this because nope. I'll get it wrong. Nope. Don't embarrass yourself. Or should I? No. Because it'll be funny. No. Let's move on. <laughs> Let's just pour and drink. But we are going to do an ASMR pouring right now for everyone. How do you like that? Okay. Yes, this is a very tall pour for Jess. <laughs> <laughs> and she will be asleep by the end of this <laughs> podcast. Probably. <laughs> Oh, well, geez. you just—that <laughs> was not a nice wine pour. That no, was—that was a glug glug. <laughs> <laughs> and I spilled it on our. <gasps> on our desk. I thought I did. Now I can't find it. Anyway, so uh, here's to our nice Spanish wine here. Here we go. Spanish wines are a thing. Mm. <laughs> As I do with Asher. <laughs> Very different from our Syrahs. Yeah. I like it a lot. Yeah, it is nice. Yeah, nice to have something a little different. Yeah. Got this Spanish wine imported into Costco. <laughs> Costco. I was like, what? <laughs> hard T. There's a hard T on Costco, in case you didn't know this. <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah, we uh, Costco, I think, has some of... some. Well, it, it's just easy for us to get wines yeah. there because... You know, we're there probably mm -hmm. once a week and, you know, they have decent wines. Yeah. So, yeah. And that's about all of our wine knowledge now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I, I can't like have I too much of a selection. If I have too much of a wine selection, I'm never going to buy a bottle of wine. No. Um, I feel like, though, having a glass of wine, we should have a very intelligent conversation. Oh, yes. But hmm, I, I should have my monocle in right now. <laughs> My top hat. Well, that wasn't the alcohol I thought of for that, but... Oh, I just, sorry. <laughs> I just, I don't know. I feel like I should have a candle going or something. I don't oh, know. Oh, got it. Got it. Yeah. Instead, you're going to yawn a whole bunch and then pass out by the end of this episode. <laughs> pass out sleepy, not pass out drunk. Yeah, not pass out drunk. Although, I do have to say that you, after work yesterday... Oh, my uh, gosh. Yeah. ...went to Perry Street Brewing. Yeah. And I with my asked, coworkers. Yeah, and I and I wasn't invited, so I didn't go. I am invited sometimes, but uh, I no, wasn't yesterday. No, you sent yesterday. me to work with the Jeep, and you didn't have a way there, so I didn't come pick you yes, up. Yes, I was very far out of the way. Anyway, um, I, I asked you to pick me up a crowler. Yeah. And you did. And then I decided that I would have that crowler today. And then I thought, well, I can't let it go bad, and there's no way to seal it up. So I drank the whole crowler, which is, I'm now realizing, a good amount of beer. And then, yeah. you know, I'm now drinking wine, so I might pass out, <laughs> not from morning. being tired on this episode. <laughs> <laughs> might get real interesting, too. Real. So, yeah, it would be, you know, you falling asleep and, you know, no, softly snoring. I got snoring, all my sleeping yesterday. And then, I came home from work, and I literally just, I walked in the door. You were here in the office, yeah, you, and 
I went, I went straight into the bedroom, took my shoes off, and laid on the bed. And I was like, Yeah, some people I can't thought move. this story was going to get saucy, but it didn't. No. You were going to sleep. So if you wanted to nap. <laughs> no, and I was like that all evening. Like my body yeah. was just, just said, We're done. Yeah. We're done. You're not moving. You're not doing anything. You're done. That's right. So anyway. And then we had the best cuddle time on the couch with Asher. With Asher. Yeah. We babysat Asher last night. Babysat mm-hmm. Asher last night. Yeah. And he was amazing. So, yeah. Yeah. Life is pretty good. Oh, and he said Hulk. He did. Oh, this is the best part of the day yesterday. Yeah. Yeah. He said Hulk. Which, yes. there's nothing that could be greater for me as far as first, amongst the first words yeah. that he's saying. Yes. Well, today he also said He-Man. He did? Mm-hmm. When? Well, your man-at-arms, I could not... That was a mouthful. I knew he couldn't have it. But he was trying to name them all, so I just called it He-Man because it was easy. he said that? He said He-Man. I wasn't here. You were in the shower. So, yeah. Oh, I'm so sad I missed that. Yeah, he said Hulk and He-Man. And then mm. he calls your little devil over there. Daredevil. Daredevil. Daredevil plushie. He calls it baby. Baby. (laughs) (laughs) He does try and say Iron Man for your Iron Man little figure. But, um, and then you have a little Batman one that's playing a guitar, like a steel guitar. And he is, or not not a steel guitar. guitar, um, It's like a a devil Batman playing a a death metal guitar. There you go. And uh, and uh, he tries to sit there and like strum, pl- strum it and play it. So yeah, because yeah. yeah. everybody. Oh, he does say Groot, and you have. A oh, Groot he does say Groot. There. Yes, because yeah. I have a Groot doll too. Yeah. Well, these are not. It's one of those bobble things. I yeah, can't it's just what on the shelf there. there. Yeah. It's his favorite so. thing in here. Um. Yeah. So my toys, mm-hmm. my toys that I align on my <laughs> shelf, and then Asher comes in and plays with them. Yeah. So. Those in your drumsticks. Those in the drumsticks. That's right. So, because everybody uh, wanted to know this stuff, for sure. Yeah, well, you know, sure. Uh, so Sydney was talking today about a Batman plushie that she wanted to get for mm-hmm. Asher, and I said there should never ever be a thing. You've got hangups, buddy. Yeah, yeah. It's Batman for fuck's sake. It, it, a Batman toy should like be dangerous. It should cut you. If you're not careful with it, it should, you know, get your fingers locked in it and snap a fingernail or something, you know. It should just be a very dangerous doll to have. It should never be a plushie. Which is why I'm so particular about who they cast for Batman, because <laughs> they've done some damage on that one. They have. Yes, as much as we loved Val Kilmer in Top Gun, we did not love him as Batman. No. <laughs> Oh, that brings up, um, we found a Val Kilmer documentary. Oh, yeah. We haven't finished watching it. It's like a series. Yeah. But um, incredibly fascinating. Um, yeah. He had throat cancer. Which we didn't have any didn't idea Didn't have of. any idea. Yeah. And he's just not And now doing he talks movies. through one of those things that makes you sound like a robot. Yeah. You know. Um, but he has got, so far, we're only one episode in, but he has got a very intriguing story. Yeah. Um, things I never knew about him and how he got yes. cast on Top Gun and stuff. It was it's pretty fascinating. So, yeah. And there's a documentary that we're well that I'm really wanting to watch, and I think that you're coming <laughs> oh, around yeah. to. That's on fine. Britney Spears. Yeah. And It'll her 
life story too. All that, right? Yeah. Okay, so I mean, here's the thing, though. It's like you know, it's, are we really going to talk about Britney Spears? Well, only in passing. Okay. Um, and Val Kilmer at the same time, and a whole lot of other people. Um, isn't this the case for everyone, though? Is that what we find is that when you stop and you listen, yeah, people have stories. Yeah. Everyone has a story. That's Everyone. the whole point of my podcast. No, I know. I know. But I'm, but it's, it's for that very reason, because like I came away from my brain surgery and going, oh my gosh, if I go back through my life, there is quite a story here. Yeah. But I'm... Nobody. I'm not like famous. I didn't do anything that you You're know. Not nobody to I, me. Okay, baby. just stop. <laughs> You're far from nobody. Okay. You are somebody. Oh God. Fact. Can you I, are everything. Okay. Can I just finish my my story? Um, <laughs> but it, and I just thought, but I run into people all the time that have these amazing stories about how they are who they are. Right. You know, and they're not famous. Um, and that was the whole point of me doing the Connected podcast was to yeah. give those voices, um, those stories, airtime. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I just think it's it's fascinating to. I mean, we we just like pigeonhole people all the time, mm-hmm. right? Um, so whether you you know just uh, know somebody from a work relationship and then that's who they are, mm-hmm. you know, whether you. You know, it's somebody famous, you know, like Britney Spears. Right. <laughs> and you just know because, well, she's a musician and she got super popular. Is she actually a musician? Oh, she's a, a singer. She's an artist, a, a musical Music artist. artist. Yes. Hmm. And then she shaved her head and went crazy. You know, that's who Britney Spears is. Well, and then you're like, there's a story there, right? Yeah. <laughs> you know, there's, yeah. a, there's a life that was lived there, you know? Um, and... You know, and everything in between, yeah. too. Um, I just think it's fascinating. Yeah. Um, so, it, uh, it, I don't know. I, I just, I think that we are probably more in, in tune with that because it's, it's part of what we mm-hmm. have kind of, like you said, podcasting and that right, kind right, of stuff. Right. You know, we've kind of tuned into people's stories. But I, I think that when we're. I think, I think we do that when we're intentional about it. And then there's a lot of times when we, we don't take into consideration people's mm-hmm. stories too. And it's like, I, it, you know, and, and I know it would be too much. It would be way too much to live a kind of life where you were always considering everyone else's stories and all that kind of stuff. Sometimes we just have to engage, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, yeah. um, but I wonder how much differently we would engage with people too if we did consider stories mm-hmm. well this wasn't I mean, really what i, what no, I wanted to talk I about today i yeah. was just you know it was just part what of what did you want about. to talk about today um i wanted to talk about you being i don't know i was <laughs> 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 um i actually did have something and i'm totally blanking on it right now <laughs> oh, great. Great. you were saying earlier that we should actually you know, plan out our conversations. And I was like, yeah, but then we wouldn't be doing our podcast. Mm, we've planned a lot of our conversations. We have not planned anything. Um, we went we in- have said we should talk about X topic, and then we come in here and talk about it. But we don't yeah. plan. Yeah. You know, I suppose there is a, a this 
place where where we should plan at some point yeah. in time, you know. But who got time for that? Who got time for planning? I don't know, but, you know, who's got time to listen to a podcast that goes nowhere? <laughs> uh, yeah. So, um, speaking of comic books again, I've been listening what? to another podcast that comic is books. just a story about, you know, Marvel characters. Mm. Yeah. That it's sounds like, boring. Okay, so here's the, here's the thing, though. It, I mean, if you just took away, like, the base of what it is, it's actually, like, I'm listening, I'm sitting here listening to it, and it's like listening to old-time radio stories. Mm. Did you ever do that as a kid? Oh, my gosh, we used to do it camping. Yeah. My dad would turn the radio on while we were camping, because, of course, we didn't have TV or anything like that. And, and they used to just put those yeah. on, like, AM radio, like, old-time radio oh, yeah. stations. Yeah. The rest of the story. Yeah, well, that's Paul Harvey. That's not what we're talking about. Oh. <laughs> oh, I must have listened to that, too. I mean, that was... Paul Harvey was pretty great, too. Yeah. Um, I used to have a Paul Harvey book around here called mm-hmm. The Rest of the Story. Um, but, uh, no, I'm talking about the old, like, 1920s, 1930s, where they actually, like, like had actors. And, yeah, yes, yes, yes. Ooh, is that a horse coming? <laughs> <laughs> a really lopsided one. <laughs> yeah. And they would do, like, murder mysteries yeah. and... And all this kind of so stuff. So we, we are watching, um, is it Hulu or Netflix? Hulu, the, yeah. Um, we're watching um, a really funny. Um, yes. Well. Only Murders in the Building. Yeah. And it's, um, uh, oh gosh, all of a sudden their names. Uh, Steve so Martin, Martin, and, Martin Short, and, and Selena, Selena Gomez. Gomez. <laughs> and, and we oh looked gosh. at that and we were like. We have to at least check this out. <laughs> and it's been amazing yeah. so far. You get through the first one and you're like, hmm. Am I going to like this or not? Oh, in the first one, I was totally intrigued. Oh. I, I was, was like, like hook, aware. line, and sinker. Yeah. yeah. So, um, but yeah, it's been really fun and it made me, which we didn't do, but it made me want to watch or yeah. listen to Murder Mysteries podcasts and yeah. true crime and stuff like that. But even like true crime and those kind of things, I mean, it's like, and that's what that whole show is about, right? Yeah. They don't, I mean, they, they tell stories, but they don't act stories. Right. They're just like, they're, it's like journalism, you know whether it's real or not or whatever, you know, true or not. It's just, it is like that. It's like the reporting on a story and doing interviews and and things like that. Um, They were talking about their terrible success of 17 followers. And I was like, I looked at you. They were like, how are they doing so good? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, There we are being self-deprecating again. (laughs) Um, Hey, we just live in reality. Okay, so, but what I'm talking about with this, Marvel comic book, you know, podcast I'm listening to is is less about it being, you know, nerding out about Wolverine, you know, Mm -hmm. and more about that it's a it's a podcast that's a story podcast like the old time radio show. So it's it's actors. They don't they're not like there's nobody like narrating it or anything. It's just you're just listening in on the actors talking and there's sound effects and there's, Hmm. you know, all that kind of stuff. And it's amazing. It's absolutely amazing. And it, it, again, if you didn't know anything about comic books or Wolverine or whatever else, I still think that it would be entertaining because it's like these two cops trying to solve this mystery of what happened and, and it's just their mm. engagement and, you know. Anyway. So where do you where do you get the time to 
to listen to these kinds of things. Are you trying to expose my toilet and shower time podcast listening? Is that what you're trying to do? Oh, no, no, no. I was more referring <laughs> to the fact that I leave for work every day. What do you do during the day? So if you just exposed yourself, <laughs> great. Um, well, that's very personal time. So what better time to listen to podcasts? <laughs> oh okay. Yeah. Hmm. So... Um, should we just uh, do a little rewind on this <laughs> record over there? You that. walked right into that. Come on. Yeah, it actually, you know, mostly the shower, actually. We have yeah. bought a little shower speaker, so it's waterproof. And, and I listen to a lot of podcasts and books on tape. Books on tape. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. You now you just aged I yourself. I did. Uh, wow. Oh, Talk about aging myself. Um, like I was just bouncing from one topic to another here. So my really good friend that we haven't talked in a long time, but uh, Steve called me today, just out of the blue. It was so great talking to him. Uh, he just turned sixty. Nuh-uh. Yes. He's like it's like one of my best friends. <laughs> he just turned sixty. One of your best friends you haven't talked to in a really long time. Yeah, but it doesn't mean that we're. I mean, we just okay. haven't talked in a long time. Okay. So, <laughs> I still we still connected really good on the phone, just <laughs> okay. now, really well, really really gooder. I don't know how. Ooh, to and you knew about spiral dynamics, and he did not. Yes. And he's super smart. He he totally is. Yes, he's a radiologist. I don't know why I have friends who are much smarter than I am, but I was able to share that and share that. You said it like Forrest Gump in there. (laughs) It was awesome. Wow. Okay. Uh. I can see where this is going. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Um, A little ableism there on your part, you know, so (laughs) referring me to Forrest Gump. Anyway. Uh, so yeah, I'll stop talking about that then. How about that? Um, yes, from our extensive knowledge of spiral dynamics, of which we covered in full. Oh yes, in full. Uh, a couple minutes on a podcast once. <laughs> <laughs> no. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. So, um, yeah, I, you know, there, there were a few things that, that I was thinking about, that, you know, talking about. Because there's, there's so many things that are going on. Right I know. Now. I feel like my brain's kind um, of mush from all the stuff going on. I yeah. actually thought we had this little this little period of time where things said, oh, my gosh, there's not a whole lot going on in the news. Like, things have just yeah. mellowed out. And now it just feels like it's just chaos out there. Yeah. Again. Um, yeah. And, you know, some, you know, pretty significant things have kind of happened you know recently with us too in that you know we you know we come back from vacation and it's just like we just like in particular you just slammed right back into you know a work week and and a particularly heavy work week too it was um for me it was like i like we had all these great things we talked about with rethink and so i came back i was like so excited to just sit down and work on these things and it took me four days to get back to that again because there were just so much catch up here. There was so much catching up to do, and so many. And I, I mean, I'm talking about like calls with the, you know, Washington State Tax Commission, and you know, yeah. and really and, fun stuff. Yeah, came yeah, you know, and um, and a bunch of other things too. You know, just business related stuff and and all that kind of thing. You know, and real estate stuff that I had to catch up on and and all that. And it was just like, yeah, just like nonstop. And it's like this is the kind of 
this is the kind of life that we have just grown weary with is that when there's just Mm -hmm. constantly something there's just constantly something going on that we just want we just we want to like um we want to like break out of that cycle break you know get off that hamster wheel and it's so hard to do like it is really hard to do yeah to just slow down yeah right well, it's it's hard to slow down, but it's it's like uh, you feel like if you do, you're gonna lose any traction you've already yeah made. But yeah, there's like this fear involved. Yeah, with it. there yeah. is. Um, but I, you know, this this weekend, kind of this week, it's been very contemplative. This week for me, just in the busyness of working, you just kind of you can't do a whole lot more, so you let things rattle around in your head. But yeah. Um, you know, I've been working with um, a life coach on kind of the direction of where my business is going and what I want yeah. to do. And one of the things that I set out in working with her on was that I want to work smarter, not harder, mm. because of this the hamster wheel we've lived on our entire yeah, life. Yeah. And um, so I'm. It's taking a little while, but I'm really starting to move momentum to things that more. Uh, the structure of my business the, that more align um, with where I'm at in life right now. Yeah. And instead of trying to force some things to happen, um, scheduling wise, I'm looking at, okay, how can I be, how can I move my business forward, support clients and also support myself right. um, and make it just align with me. And I hate, you know, the social media rat race. So, um, so I did a lot of that work yesterday. Well, mostly today, I think last night and today. And, um, and I think, um, I think I'm headed in a better direction with that. Um, we're talking about that with rethink things that's, that are more supportive, um, for how that works too. And, yeah. um, but ultimately, um, I'm still not, um, I'm still not caring for myself in the process in the way that I need Mm -hmm. to so I do have like these burnout days like yesterday where I come home and I can't move like I'm just you know just total yeah like physically hardcore shutdown yeah Yeah. and um which is was surprising to me because I come back from vacation and I think I'm like you have all this time off but it doesn't really quite work like that I think um for me, at least, the mental energy that I spend trying to problem solve and trying to work things out—that's the work harder, mm-hmm. not smarter part. And um, and then I exhaust myself. So, yeah, I'm uh, trying to navigate a better, better path that's more supportive. Yeah. Um, ultimately, I'd like to just jump in that Jeep and R-Pod with you and Take hit off. the road and and uh, create, create, create. So. Yeah. But, um, yeah. you know, that th- this all, it, it all ties into, um, something that I'm now remembering one of the things that I, I kind of wanted to talk about a little bit. Um, and that is, you know, self care and, you know, space, time, you mm-hmm. know, time for things, taking time for self care, all that kind of stuff. And, you know, we live in, we live in like I'm pretty sure that the United States is the wealthiest country in the world, mm-hmm. um, uh, and I and I'm not just saying that from like a a GDP kind of thing, but I'm saying that from a like 
quality of life and, mm-hmm. you know, of, of, you know, the distribution of wealth and that sort of thing. And so we, we kind of live these lives where we, um, I shouldn't say we, where I, for a long time, um, recognized privilege. And so, um, and I'm talking about clear back from like when I was young, Mm -hmm. I would recognize like, uh, financial privilege. Right. And so whenever I would feel like, you know, we didn't have money or that, you know, things were rough or whatever else, there was always this thing in the back of my head that said, yeah, but there's little kids starving in Africa. They don't have anything to eat, you know, and there's people starving all over the world and, and that kind of thing. And it's like, that's very true. That is, that is true. But, but what it, what it doesn't allow for is the relative hardships that we, that, you know, I, we have faced at different points in time that we currently face. Um, and that, um, and that I certainly grew up with, and I know you did in, in, you know, certain situations too. Um, that it's like, but that's, it's still a hardship. It's still a hardship to, um, to not have basic needs mm-hmm. taken care of. So, you know, some of the things that I think about is like, um, you know, just the ability, you know, cause we were talking about this, you know, we even talked about this on, on last week's episode that, you know, if we take vacation, you know, everybody should have a two week vacation. I mean, they should, and they should have a couple of them in a, in a year. Right. Um, that should be like a, like a thing where if you, if you work, you should be able to, to also rest that that should be encouraged. That should be, and you shouldn't be afraid of losing your job, losing your income, lose, you know, whatever else it might be, right. Those things should be provided for, for health reasons, right. Um, we shouldn't be running on empty all the time. I mean, it just, these things should not be, you know, it's, it's not healthy for, you know, us as humans. Um, the, you know, and then I think about like, uh, you know, Sydney talking about, you know, we've done a lot of talking about, you know, with Sydney about, you know, her looking to, to live life on her own, not, you know, she's going to be 21 soon. She has a almost two year old son and is she going to have to live with her parents forever? You know, she doesn't want to. Right? No, she, but the reality she, of a single mom being able to live on oh her own my is, God. is nearly right? impossible. And then, you know, we talked about, too, that it's like, you know, there are services that are available to her right now, you know, that uh, because she's a single mom working a low-paying job, right? She works as a, as a, a daycare okay. person. Um, and and it's like, okay, well, with with some services that are available, there's this there's this realm where she could actually look at being able to, to support herself on her own. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, if she's really careful with her budgeting and all that kind of stuff. And then it's like, you know, she has a friend that just got a job that, uh, she's, you know, the, the coworker friend, um, that is quitting her position because she got a job that's paying her almost double what she was getting paid at the, at the daycare. Okay. Well, as soon as that happens, it puts, puts it would like if Sydney were to have a job offer like that it would put her out of the realm of some of these services that are available to her 
but it wouldn't be enough for her to pay for those things just on her own. Yeah. So it's like this, it's like this system that is, that is, uh, that perpetually keeps one in an impoverished state dependent upon the state, mm -hmm. right? Um, and it's like, okay, these things should not be, you know? Um, I, I think about like all the, the dental work that I've had done in the past year, you know? And, you know, there's there's been over eight grand in dental work that I've had between a root canal, a tooth pulled, a, you know, a crown put in and then you know like i and anyway. oh let's not you know forget the 800 dollars a month that comes out of my paycheck yeah but this is what insurance. i'm saying this is what i'm saying no, right it's, it's like it's a shit show and i'm like and and guess what like they're not resolving the issue and they're saying we're probably going to go even more which is going to be more money and i'm like okay why are these like like basic things are, are so astronomically, ridiculously expensive. Yeah. So the, the minimum wage goes up here in the state of Washington, but, um, but finding a place to rent at any reasonable price is, is ridiculous. It's right. There's nothing there. And then, you know, we're finding out that, you know, even if a mom doesn't declare who a parent is, in order to get assistance, she has to have that declared and has to have DNA tests done and all of this stuff. And I'm going... For, I mean, to, to make sure that, you know, well, to try to get some kind of support from the, the sperm donor. Right. Yeah. And and I started thinking, you know, I know enough moms who um, would have to put themselves in vulnerable situations because they chose those decisions for their children for themselves to keep them safe. And then you have, you know, the state saying, but we won't help you unless you bring that person back into the scenario. Right. And it's like, how is this, um, how is this burden fair to women? You know, right. we have all of right. this pro-life conversation going on right now that's uh, mind-numbing in a lot of ways. It's just, it's as polarizing as everything else in the last two years. Um, and... The reality is, is that these things are always, are not shifted towards supporting women to actually make these decisions. So women decide to keep a child, but then the services are all dependent on staying or being in connection with possibly abusive um, parents or exes and that sort of thing. And, um, and so they don't actually legitimately give her the, um, the trust and the know with all to say, I know what's best for my child and um, and then support that decision. Right. You know, it's just, it doesn't work. So um, anytime we talk about pro-life, we're we really, the term really means anti-abortion because pro-life has nothing to do with the well-being of mom, baby, families, health care, um, social services, um, pulling people out of economic poverty, um, feeding children at lunches who that don't have lunches. Like, it doesn't actually support those systems. Yeah. Um, I could almost begin to get on board with a pro-life movement if that's what it was about. Right. But it's not. If it was and actually pro-life. Pro all of life. Yeah, yeah. pro-all of life. And, um, and including racism issues and stuff. It's just, yeah. it's so, I, th I am so exhausted with this. Um, I...
I feel like there's no way to get um, to get ahead, and I'm watching I'm watching Sydney, and she's working really hard to figure this out, but um, but ultimately, the world is tilted. Yeah. Um, towards um, one, towards two incomes, and two, it's still tilted towards uh, men. Yeah. And at some point. It's got to shift. It's got to be um, an equal opportunity for her yeah. to be able to say, no, that man is dangerous to me and my baby, and I am not going to entertain that in my yeah. life. So there has to be a way to be able to support yourself, to be able to make brave, hard decisions like that. So um, Yeah, and, and then you... You even start expanding even further out from there to other issues, too. And, you know, so, you know, I, I saw this ad um for you know that like you know the united states like uses x amount of tens of thousands of trees every year you know producing paper um and a, and a huge chunk of that is in just in toilet paper right <laughs> and so um so there's this company out there that is that has is making toilet paper from bamboo bamboo which is Highly regenerative. Yes, yeah, it grows so fast and is, you know, and, and is easy to, you know, cultivate and, and all that kind of stuff, right? Okay, so let's all say that we should be using more sustainable products like bamboo and toilet paper instead of, you know, normal tree toilet paper, right? But are we going to pay twice as much for it too? Or, or four or five times as yeah. much for it, right? Um, and then you think about like back to when, you know, we were very first married and, you know, just struggling to get by and what are we, we just used to eat like potatoes all the time because it's like, that's what we could afford, you know, cheap meal, macaroni and cheese and, you know, stuff like that. Right. And it was very unhealthy. (laughs) It was not sustaining kinds of foods. Right. Um, and, and so you know, and then you think about like, you know, shifting away from fossil fuels into, you know, like electric cars and stuff like that. But electric cars are significantly more expensive than, you know, typical gasoline powered cars, you know, and it's like, okay, so, so there's all these things too, that it's like, not only is it, is it the system kind of rigged to, to keep, you know, mm-hmm. keep us in, impoverished to a certain extent but then there's this whole thing too where it's like we we make these advances in technologies and these sustainable products and things that are better for the environment and all that kind of stuff so out of reach for the majority of people that it it becomes um it it's like well yeah these are great ideas these are great innovations these are great technologies but you know, only the wealthy can afford them, you Mm -hmm. know? And it's like on every single level, it's, we've created these systems that are, um, that are controlled by money. And, and, you know, that's part of a a capitalistic society, Mm -hmm. right? Is, you know, the opportunity to, you know, make and keep what's yours, you know? Um, but, uh, but when, when these systems start to get pointed at and exposed and all that kind of stuff, um, it, they're, 
you know, people are called, you know, socialists and communists and, you know, all kinds of things because there's, you know, they're saying, but, but shouldn't these things be available to everyone? Right. You know, um, should you have to be able, or should you have to so rise so above the systems in place before you can actually take part in the good that's yeah. going on, right? And it's like, okay, yeah, but America, come on. You know, we're the wealthiest country in the world. Even our poor people are are wealthy in comparison to the rest of the world. Yeah, but in comparison to the rest of the world. Yeah. Poor is still poor, you know? Um, and, and there are... And, and what are we considering poor? What are we considering wealthy? What are we considering, you know? Um, it's just, it's one of those things that has just I'm been just like, just tired. It's grinding no away at the back of my mind of just like, wh- how do we break free from these systems, you know? I'm not sure you can break away without getting into, and now, when I was a kid, I used to, you know, I made what, two or three dollars an hour babysitting. Like that was my first job. And then if I can, I think minimum wage was something like four or five dollars an hour, yeah. which I was like, woohoo, I'm making big money yeah. now, yeah. you know. Um, and I used to think that if somebody made fifty thousand dollars a year, they were doing really well, and that that was medium income, right? As a family unit, right? Yeah. And um, but now, I, I'm not sure with all of the the tax brackets and everything else that somebody can truly rise above that line without being in six figures. Um, because there's so many things that pull you down under that six figure yeah. number. Um, and including like, should you be so unfortunate to have a medical emergency? Right. It, it, then if you're not making at least six figures, you're fucked. Yeah. And that's just all there is to it. I had somebody the other day, um, we was going. He was going off about different things going on, in, you know, politically, and one of the things that he went off on was um, how you know when Biden made this mandate for um, people, certain uh, government jobs had to have uh, vaccines, and now people are going to start getting fired, and they're going to start you know, or getting or they're leaving their jobs and right. all of that, and and he was making the. The comparison that um, by Biden doing this, he's actually not supporting the economy and not supporting jobs. Right. And he wants to raise jobs. And he said, um, you know, of course, I, I personally don't see it quite that way. But, um, but the, the interesting comment that has just rattled around in my head ever since was that he said, the government is responsible for our opportunity. Hmm. And I just sat back and I went... Ah, so you think that the government is supposed to be giving you, like, this, what they give us is the opportunity to be wealthy, to have money, to have opportunity to be well off. Um, there are so many who are just wanting the opportunity to have a roof over their head. And to not uh, lose their house if they have a medical emergency, too. Or to not end up with a COVID bill in the hospital. Yeah. Or to not, 
be sick with COVID or, you know, there's like, I could go down the list of Mm -hmm. things that are, and I thought I've never looked at the government as being responsible for providing my opportunities. I'm responsible for providing my opportunities, but I do think the government is responsible for equity, for making sure that we all have an equal opportunity. That the people are cared for. Within, yes. Within that government. I mean, that's what governance is, right? Right. Yeah, um, the care of the governed. Right. And um, and the people who are representing us should, ideally, doesn't happen, but should be looking out for our best well-being in our area to, um, to make sure that that equity um, is in check. Yeah. Um, now, does that create does that create opportunity? Yeah, sure. I mean, in a, in a roundabout way, but I don't actually believe that the government is responsible for me having an opportunity. Um, I'm responsible for getting a job and making a living. That that's on me, right? Um, but if the government is um, set up in a way that continues to take the majority of my money or burdens me to a point where no matter how hard I work, I can't get up, right? Yeah. Then then there's a problem. That's not equity anymore. Um, so um, it was just an interesting interesting comment yeah. um, for me to contemplate um, that um, I, I don't think... I don't think other cultures look at their government as a place to give them opportunity like Americans do. What are you giving me? What are you giving me? What are you giving me? And it's, um, I don't, I don't look at it that way. I think I look at it as, um, Hey, let's, let's handle the infrastructure of how you can live a life here. And, um, and how can we socially support each other for the best possible life? Cause we do this all together then we all benefit, we all live, we all thrive, right? Um, that probably makes me a socialist, but um, I don't know enough about it to know yeah, if I am or not. And, but and, and what if we just didn't fucking worry about that titles, right? What if we just I know. like what if we just said, hey, you know, this makes sense, so maybe we should think about implementing this, right? Yeah. You know, and I, I was even thinking, you know, the other day where, um, you know. You know the the stimulus payments that came out and stuff, and it's like there's there's all kinds of conversation on both sides of yeah. those, right? Yeah. Of you know, w- you know, what does that do for people, and does it make people lazy, and does it all this kind of stuff? And it's like you know what, for crying out loud, we were in a situation where where people were, you know, they couldn't go back to work, you know, and they were. Uh, you know, losing their positions and that kind of thing, and and it was like it, it was a smart thing to do so the economy didn't fucking collapse, you know, implode on itself, right? Okay, there's that. There's also this thing about, you know, understanding that that inflation has grown at such a rapid rate that that hey, maybe we need to start redistributing some of the the governmental you know, surplus that's coming in rather than dumping it all into the military, for instance, and oh and instead spreading it back out amongst the people just so that people can have a standardized level of living, right? Where they can they can buy fresh fruits and vegetables, you know, they can afford rent, they can, you know, all that kind of stuff, right? Yeah, because when, um, when health is only really accessible to the wealthy, right. that's not equity. No, it's not equity, no. 
Um, but then I was thinking too, you know, you drive around Spokane and Spokane has some of the worst fucking streets ever. Oh my gosh. Whoever's yeah. In I mean, it's sucks. Yeah. It's just, I mean, it's, well, the, the problem is it's, it's, it's been neglected for so long that to yeah. get back and actually do something about it now at this point would just be astronomical. Okay. Well, what if we were to take that on? What if the government was to take that on? And, you know, and, and I think that's part of what, you know, under the, the current administration, this infrastructure bill that's a massive, you know, trillion dollar infrastructure bill is, is trying to kind of take on is to say, hey, instead of just handing money out, which there, there's, there's whole conversations that can happen right. within, you know, the efficacy of that and the importance of it and all that kind of stuff. But also, instead of just handing checks out to everybody, what if we in, invested in saying, hey, we need our roads rebuilt. So, if you can help out with rebuilding our roads, then there will be money to be made in that for you, right? Um, hey, we need new solar technologies developed. Um, if you can work on with teams to develop new solar energies, then there will be governmental funds behind that. Um, hey, we need new, uh, you know. But somebody's going to be pissed off, like your yeah. power companies. Yes, your, yes, 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 yes. Know. And so... So, so we're still the money but what we're talking about is fundamental shifts in approach. Right. That's what we're talking about. But the, I think I I don't mean to be the pessimist here, and I don't know enough. I'm I'm not educated enough in all of this to really say. I'm just saying from my perspective, where I sit right now, what it looks like to me, what it feels like to me, right, is that the the scale is so tilted at this point towards wealth that this isn't going to be something. That gets righted. There won't be equity sure. about this. So what am I left with then? I mean, how many billionaires did we create during a pandemic? How, how much did the billionaires that existed um, significantly multiply their wealth during a pandemic when the right. rest of us were having, how do we keep our mortgage paid? How do we keep paying rent? Or how do we feed people? Like, they're growing exponentially they could solve some of these problems with one small check of their own right right so when the scale is tilted that far then what am i left with do i run for office and try and you know do this and yeah. see, just listen to me <laughs> no i'm i'm listening i'm just and, and I'm, then i am i'm, and I'm then, not fighting you on this i'm not fighting you do I run for office and then I get caught up in the game that gets played in politics that truly right now, unless somebody upheavals that, has to be played in order for all of this to work? Right. So you elect the good guy in there who's actually says he's going to make these changes. Well, he can't. He right. can't because the system is already rigged. Or out. she. Or they. Okay. <laughs> and you are so fucking good at distracting me. No, no, I'm just saying. So anyway, let me finish my thought. Okay. Um, or the other alternative is, I, I go back to this this scene in the movie City of Joy. Um, and it's Patrick Swayze goes in to talk with one of the um, Indian like money lords in the community. Like a slum lord, yeah. Mm -hmm. Like true definition of a slum lord, yeah. yeah. And he goes in to talk to him because the people are hurting and they need a hospital or a clinic. And he's he's a doctor. He's there out of weird circumstances, but he's 
finally rises up in him that he's going to fight for the for people. the for the people for the justice of this and he goes in and and the and the guy has this has his chicken sitting on his desk at the same time and he has these little weighted bags and he's explaining that um, the balance to the system sits in how much he weighs down the people because if they uproar the system gets comes to imbalance and no longer can be maintained and he places these weighted bags over the chicken's head he didn't hurt the chicken but he just slowly put pressure and wait until until, just laid down. until the chicken just lays down and, and still, still and yeah. doesn't move yeah and prior to that the chicken's squawking all over the table but this little bit of pressure and this little bit of weight caused the chicken to stop yeah and that is constantly going through my head this visual because i think that that's what we're left with is okay i can raise a loud voice but i really can't do something when all of this um, the pendulum is swung so heavily to the other side um, that when you think it's about one thing, it's about something else. You watched this TikTok the other day about real estate and about how Zillow has this um, this uh, ability to buy up properties. Not just ability. They're actually doing, doing it. it yeah. To buy up properties and increase. And control a market. Control the cost of uh, cost of homes in a market. So it's really quite fascinating. It was very eye opening, and you and I walked away going, "And this isn't the first time." I mean, we've you've now seen that it's in other places and yeah. stuff like that. But, um, but the thing that we walked away with was it's these companies are never what you think they are. They're a company saying, "I'm providing you a service to show you all the real estate out there and cut the middleman, the real estate agent out, so you can do all of this and own this um, search yourself and know the value of your home." When actually, what they truly are is a data collection company to yeah. pull, to understand a market and what people are looking for, and then they go in, buy homes, raise the value of the market by how many cash buys they do, and then um, they essentially completely flip that market and um yeah and and not and again it's not just that they're controlling a market they're controlling a market to their benefit right they are they are like zillow is literally buying up houses in markets and then selling those houses at profits that they determine right so when a company isn't who they say they are right that they are a uh, they make us feel like they're one thing, but they're actually doing something else. Then how do people like us make it through a pandemic and make it out? I mean, we're coming to this point where we're like, well, at some point we're going to have to sell this house, take what we can out of it, and we're going to live on the road. Like yeah. that's our next option. Yeah. Now, but, that happens to be very appealing to us. It, um, it does, but it's, but it's, but it's uh, not for a lot of people. But it also, it's, we it's have a, to figure out this yeah. thing with Sydney to make that actually, you know, say, oh, that that's okay. Right. It's okay if we right. lose our house and or, or sell our house so that we can do that. Right. Um, it's better than losing the house or whatever. It's just, it's, uh, we're making what are huge decisions for us, but they're micro decisions for other people right. who are of wealth. And it's uprooting 
the lives of people like us while other people continue to manifest these massive lives. So, um, so when I, when I see this, um, the scales tipped so greatly, what I want to do, I want to get my freaking passport and I want to get out of Dodge and figure out where life makes sense. Right. Um, but I don't know if that's the answer either. Yeah. So, um, and and this is the this is the standardized response to that. Oh, there are problems everywhere. Of course there are. <laughs> but I I'm, I'm really I'm really tired of this problem. We've been doing this problem yeah. for 27 years. Yeah. You know, um we've been doing this same hamster wheel for 27 years. Yeah. Um we're at a place where we're going to have to take really big risks if we yeah. want to get off the hamster wheel. Right. And to be honest, I'm not sure if those are within, if those risks are going to pay out or if they're going to make right. it worse, you know? Right. So, um, yeah, I'm just. I, okay, so I, I think well, in that's all so of this. so depressing, isn't it? Yeah, well, and, I, and it is. I mean, it, there, there's a part of it where it, it is depressing because it's like, how are we ever supposed to get out of this? And then, you know, and you, you do have those stories of people who do break free from it, you know? Yeah. And, you know, and I'm working with a client right now who who started with virtually nothing and he did a job and he was good at it and he worked hard at it and he kind of rose up through the ranks and, and he started investing right away and all that kind of stuff. And, and now he has this nice retirement for himself. Like he broke free from it, you know? Mm-hmm. Okay, that's great. The, the problem is, is that there are... Like per capita, there are there is a relatively small percentage of people in that sphere. Relatively mm-hmm. small percentage of people who are actually able to break free from the hamster wheel, right? But yet they are the ones that get pointed to by everyone saying, Well, you just need to work harder. You just need to there's not a problem with the system. There's a problem with you. Mm-hmm. You know, because cause look at so and so. They did it. You know, and it's like, okay, for, for whatever reason though, there are so many people who, who aren't in that same position, right? Um, who, who don't, who aren't able to, to break free in the same kind of way. And it's like, we keep thinking in this country, like we have accomplished something great, (laughs) you know? And it's like, what we, what we have built is a teetering house of cards. What we have built is a, um, an illusion. We built a matrix, honestly. Yeah, but it, but okay. All fine. I'm saying teetering house of cards and I'm going to continue with that. Okay. (laughs) Because, um, all it takes is a slight little shift and the whole thing comes crumbling down. Right. We were faced with this not long ago when the banks all said, hey, guys, uh, we uh, made some bad decisions and none of us have any money. So you're going to have to give us almost a trillion dollars so that uh, so that we don't collapse, because if we collapse, the whole house of cards comes down. God, and, don't you want the house of cards to come down? And, sometimes? and the government said. Well, we can't let that happen. So here's almost a trillion dollars, banks, right? Okay, 
Why can't we just have a zombie apocalypse and we all be on the same playing field? <laughs> okay, now who is... I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm going to do much better at against some, a zombie than against this. At some point in time, there, there has to be just a shift in mindset. There has to be. Like, there... There are there are a few people, and again, there are there are quite a few people who are making noise. But percentage-wise of our entire population, there are a few people out there who are making noise, trying to bring attention to this is not sustainable. It isn't sustainable for us to keep continuing in this way. It's unsustainable. So essentially, America's working harder, not smarter, too. Yeah. And and I think that. Um, and, and that's why, like, you know, one of the things that we're so passionate about and, you know, just to bring up rethink again, um, you know what, I'm going to stop like being sorry that I'm bringing up rethink. Um, it, we need to rethink like part of what, where our whole passion is, is to help people come to a place where they're open to rethinking things. Like to, to looking at new ways that we don't just have to buy into existing systems for those for the uh, for the sake of of being on the outs of those systems mm-hmm. or you know that well this is just the way we do things or whatever right um, but there has to be like this like we do not uh, we do not train our generations on how to think. Mm-hmm. We instruct our generations on what to think. And so, um, so we, you know, it's been controlled for a long time. And you say, well, that, that uh, you know, is insinuating some kind of dark presence behind all of this that's trying to control all. And it's like, you know what? It's not about that. The dark presence is just greed. Everybody just- well, the dark presence is self-preservation. The dark presence is this is the way we've always done things. Mm. Um, and it's it's far less, I think, uh, intentional than people you know on extremes want to say that it is. I think it has way more to do. You're gonna do another pour here, little ASMR for the people at home. I can't, almost can't um, take it <laughs> um, Anyway, I'm just saying that it's like people have to learn how to think through things and to think about things so that we can create space for people to reimagine new ways or else the right wind of change will come and the house of cards will come down and there will be nothing anybody can do about it you know um and i and i think that uh in anyway blah 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 um uh, I'm not like so uh, doom and gloom, pessimistic about all. Of course, I'm not. That's that's not who I am. <laughs> I am. I I do see the issues. I do see the problems. I, I I still haven't really figured out what the terminology is for you know the way that I approach things. But it's like I am always trying to get to what is the core issue here though what is the core thing that we need to address like stripping back all the outer layers and just getting to the heart of a thing right um and the the heart of the thing that 
that I have come to in all this, that, that we have come to, because we talk a lot about this, is that we have to start thinking differently. We, ha- we have to start embracing that there are new ways, there are other ways to approach things other than just the standardized, this is how we've always done it, mm-hmm. right? And, it, and if we can be a part, like you and I, if we can be a part of a movement of helping people to, to just start to be open to thinking new thoughts, to, to rethinking, right? To, mm-hmm. to not be stuck in old ways. I think that there could be a generation that could rise that could say, well, you know what? Maybe this isn't working the way that as good as we thought it was. Yeah. Maybe this really is unsustainable. And if we don't, if we don't embrace a different approach, it's all going to collapse on itself. And no matter what it is, no matter if it's climate mm-hmm. change, if it's, you know, um, uh, you know, our whatever else it is. I mean, there's a, there's a lot of things. Um, anyway, hmm. I have thoroughly exhausted you now with all of my, no, my I think I am in a general state of, um, I don't, hopelessness isn't the right word. I think it's, um, just frustrated all the time like I actually don't know yeah. what sometimes what turn to take to be part of making a difference um I swing back and forth from being part of the global solution how do I do that to self-preservation how do I take care of my own you know and maybe that's just who we are as Americans that's where we constantly you yeah. know swing back and forth but um I do feel a bit a bit lonely in this world mm. and this effort, mm. um, I go to work. I'm the only one who thinks like I do at work. So there isn't a common ground at all. If anything, I get to hear lots of things at work that um, I definitely don't align with. Um, and um, and I'm exhausted with it. Um, that uh, where where do I get to have innovative conversation? I mean, I guess that's what we hoped for Rethink, is that right. we could create that space. Um, but um, but I want I want somebody um, speaking into me something uh, that is smarter, not harder. I am tired of hard. I don't have it anymore. I don't have yeah. it anymore for yeah. hard, you know? Yeah. And, um, and so I am relishing those who do speak that... Um, intuition into my life or give me opportunity to continue to think spiritually about life and not get so stuck in the dogma of politics and religion and shit. Um, but, but really I, there's, there's a part of me that wants the safety of my home, um, until it's not safe anymore (laughs) until, until it's such a stress that you know, you go, yeah. uh, time to let go. Um, and then there's a part of me that says, I just, I want to get in the car and I want to drive. And I want to see what's out there. I want to see what's yeah. available. I want to experience what I didn't. I spent, you know, a lot of years raising my kids and kind of doing the American thing that we've done all this time. Mm. And it didn't really, I mean, raising my kids was incredibly rewarding and and you know, I'm incredibly sure. grateful for that. So sure. that's that set aside. 
the rest of it, we just, we did the American thing and it didn't really pan out, mm. right? Um, other people got degrees that we didn't get, so maybe that's helpful. But at the same time, those people are still paying on those freaking loans they had for, yeah. for their degrees. So we're both burdened in different ways, right? Um, so I, I just, I want, I want to find the opportunity and take the opportunity to play a different game. Yeah. Not just play this game differently. I want to play a different a game. A different game altogether. Yeah. You know, and I, I would say that's the, you know, my optimism. You know, that is the silver lining um, for me is that, you know, for one, we are moving in a direction of exiting the game. We really are. I mean, we like intentionally, we're, mm -hmm. we're looking to exit the game that we're not mm -hmm. going to play the same game. Right. Yeah. The plan um, is a house of cards as well. If all the pieces don't fall into place, right. It doesn't work. Yeah. Um, but, but the, the risk reward mm -hmm. is yeah. very, uh, I think very smart. Mm -hmm. It's a very smart play. Yeah. Right. Um, the reward would be immense. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, and, and I look at, you know, there's a, there's a lot of, you know, the millennial generation that is saying the same thing. Mm -hmm. Listen, we're just not into the game. Yeah. You know, the game doesn't work. We've seen that. The, the, it's rigged and it's not rigged in our favor. So mm -hmm. we just decided we're not going to play. Mm -hmm. um, and I'm like, they're, they're the <laughs> prophets. We, you and I were under the impression that we were playing for the first, second, or third place ribbon. Yeah. The millennials were under the impression they were playing for the participation ribbon. <laughs> yes. You know what? They were fucking right. They were. And this partic participation ribbon sucks. It does. And so yeah. if I could say, <laughs> fuck the game altogether... <laughs> I'm not playing for any ribbons. Right, right. And how do I how do I live yeah. life outside of the game? That's that's We're not what I'm interested in your game. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And and I and again, that's that's the those are the prophetic voices that we need. And and I you know, I talk about prophetic not in a spiritual kind of context, I talk about prophetic in the calling the bullshit context. Yeah. You know, pointing at it and saying, This isn't okay. You know, yeah. <laughs> um, it's the, it's the voice that, that people that are on the inside, they're, they're a part of the game, right? They're, the, the game is working from them. They hate the prophetic voices. They hate them. Um, and, but it's also a very small percentage of people. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think that, um, you know, I, 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 I do, I, I am hopeful in that, one that there there seems to be more and more people who are who are like coming to this place of saying just exactly what you said we're not interested in participation trophies mm -hmm. we're not we're not interested in playing just so that we can play mm -hmm. you know um, and and so you know like you you said a, a minute ago that you know you know what is our place in all of this and you know and the global kind of of change and you know mm -hmm. changing all this and I'm like I don't I don't think that that's where it's at because if that's how we look at things 
we will never start. We will we will we'll no, never no, go down that path. That's overwhelming. That's absolutely because it is impossible if that's how we look at it. Mm-hmm. If we all look at it and just say, "Listen, I'm just gonna start. I'm just gonna stop playing the game. I'm just gonna live different." Yes. And then and then we we live our lives that way, and we talk about it, and we try and we engage with others who are in the same thing, and we spread the awareness. Other people wake up to that, and all that kind of. Well, then it becomes like this. This grassroots kind of like smoldering fire as opposed to this roaring wildfire. But it's just a smoldering fire that just kind of smokes and moves along the, the undergrowth for a period of time until that day when an, enough is enough and then it like flames up, mm-hmm. right? And I, and I think that's the, that's the way that it has to happen. And God, we're talking about we're talking about one thing, but there are so many different games being played. Here, here's the crazy thing, though. All these different games. So we can talk about, you know, we can talk about the economy. We can talk about our, you know, uh, minimum wage. We can talk about healthcare. We can talk about education. We can talk about race. We can talk, I mean, like, you name it, right? It, all these very different games that are being played. But all these games are playing by the same fucking rule book. Yeah. It's the same rule book that governs all the very different games. And all the games, it's like, I, I'm, I'm, I don't want to play any of them anymore. I want to be, be done with all of them. Because mm-hmm. that rule book, it's the rule book that's fucked. Mm-hmm. It's the rule book that is, that is making it um, inequitable. Mm-hmm. That that stacks the favor for a few, um, and so that those playing are always going to lose. Yeah. Ultimately, they're always going to lose, and and the the key is like the weights on the chicken's neck, right? Is that just just a few will win, mm-hmm. just a few will win. So then we'll be. It's like playing the lottery, right? Like, well, well, for fuck's sake, at least. At least once a month or every other month, somebody wins Powerball. Why couldn't that be me, right? When hundreds of millions of people play the Powerball every every yeah. week, right? And it's like, but but one person won. So why couldn't I win? That that's the weight around the chicken's neck. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a, you just you just let somebody one person succeed, one person break free, one person be a success story, one person say I did it, it's the and if I can do it, so can you, kind of thing, right? Mm-hmm. Bullshit, calling bullshit on the whole thing, right? The game is fucking rigged. All and and when I say the game, I'm talking about all the games. They're yeah. all fucking rigged. Mm-hmm. Um, and so there, there has to be an exodus from the games. Mm-hmm. Um, and what does that look like? It's going to look a little different for everyone. Well, and you're right. It, it, is, um, it does start individual because I think about the work that I've done on myself in um, how do I, oh, I got more than you. Yeah, there's that bottle of wine. <laughs> um, <laughs> how I chose to, uh, well, I use this conversation a lot, but it, it makes sense to me. I took my pen back and I decided that someone else yeah. doesn't get to write my story. Yeah. I get to write my yes. story, right? Yes. And so when I started doing the work on myself to change the story, what happens with that? 
well, my daughters see me changing the yes. rule book, right? Yes. And saying, oh, mom's playing by different rules. What is this? What are we doing? Wait a minute. And so then my girls want to play by different rules. And they don't want to be treated by men or society the way that they had been. Right. And they start saying, no, no, no. And so it does. It, it, it does permeate. I am not the person that my previous generations were. Right. Right? I don't see the world the same way. No. And it's a good thing because it was small and limited. So what I choose to do with my own growth process is to say, I'm going to take control of my life and say, I'm going to build my own business. I'm going to educate myself and, and get myself trained to figure out what this thing that I want to do And then what I want to do with that is I want to teach my clients, I want to guide my clients to be able to do the same thing that I did, that they can take their pen back and they can write their own story. And that we can, one by one, um, break out of the mold of programming. That we can say that the rules can be up to me. They don't have to be up to society. They don't have to be up to my church or my belief system. They don't have to be up to the family way of doing things. It's not working. It's okay to change it. Yeah. And yeah. and so I'm choosing to build a business around that. Um, so you're right. We are. We do have this uh, smaller um, circle of influence. Um, Asher's going to live in a world where he gets to decide who he is. You and I and even our girls didn't get that opportunity. No, we did not. And, um, and he's getting that opportunity from, you know, you want to play with dolls? Play with dolls. You want to play with trucks? Play with trucks. Whatever you, you floats your boat, that's what you get to do. Yeah. Those permissions were not allowed to any of us. No. And, um, and I think that it is on the small decisions within a family nucleus, within our individuality, that we do get to make decisions that have big ripple effects as a whole. But for those of us who are the 40-somethings and plus, we have been stuck in between two mindsets, multiple mindsets. And this is painful to go through. This is tough to go through because we're having to shift from work ethic being the highest of value to, to, to rethinking that life could look different and play different. Starting my own business and doing this life coaching thing is, is totally thinking outside the box for me. I'm having to hire life coaches that teach me how this model works so that it's not only life fulfilling, but it's also life sustaining. Um, this is not a model that I grew up with. This is not a clock in, clock out kind right. of situation. Right. So um, if I want to change the game, there is some work to do to be able to do that. But um, but that's my hope, is that I can change the game for me. Right. That I can um, change the game for my daughters. Um I just, I just, in the midst of it, I am tired. I am tired of hard. Yeah. Um, we talked about that on our trip. Um, you know, I know how to do hard things. Hard, we can do hard things. I hear that all the time. It's the Glennon Doyle thing, and I get it. I get it. We're like the same age, and it's the same life growing up, you know, kind right. of, you know, culture and stuff. And, and I get the comment. 
I'm just tired of doing the hard thing yeah. all the time. Yeah. And so um, I want to I wanna think smarter. Yeah. Because, um, God, I know how to work hard. Yeah. I'm just, I'm getting to the point where I'm crashing on Friday. Right. And, <laughs> right. you know, so, yeah, anyway. Hey, uh, I'm almost done with the half of the bottle of the wine. Half yes, of the, the bottle. Your half. <laughs> Can you tell? <laughs> right on. Well, you know, for for not having a plan, that was a pretty fucking good conversation, I think. Yeah. I enjoyed it. We always have good conversations. We all we always enjoy our conversations. <laughs> um, maybe our twelve subscribers do too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> We have more um, listeners than that. We, just, we do have more listeners than you know, that. We they just, just have... do a terrible job of estimating our subscribers. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure we have like a thousand subscribers. Oh, I'm pretty sure. I'm yeah. pretty sure. Yeah, yeah. So probably ten thousand. Uh, by all means, let us know if you're one, so that we can get an <laughs> accurate count. Um, yeah. I, let's go like make dinner because it's that time now. And <gasps> I felt like I just ate lunch. Holy yeah. cow! Yeah. Well, it's now. Oh shit. <laughs> God. I hate and we'll uh, talk to everybody next week. Okay. Bye.